Again, more from her tomorrow and this Wheel of Belonging. We're going to bring on Megan Henshaw from Google Now to talk more about Google XI. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> so happy to have you here. Um, we are very excited to dive in. People are already asking, so I'm not going <laughs> to take any of your time. Uh, you want to just dive into your content and we'll see if we can fit in any questions or anything towards the end? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I think uh, there's some slides coming up. Perfect. Um, so Naomi mentioned a little bit about the Google XI community. XI is short for Experience Institute, but I wanted to share a little bit about myself and how XI came to be and sort of the journey that I've been on um, that led me here to you all today and to share some of the projects that have come out of XI around inclusion specifically. So my job at Google is to really um, both anticipate uh, and understand what the business of Google, the employees of Google need um, as it relates to events and experiences. So my team manages about 600 uh, event spaces globally across our campus portfolio. Um, we also administer those with uh, professional event services teams. And my role on that team is to look across the over 100,000 events we do every year, um, listen, observe to what are current pain points and needs, and then what is emerging. So I like to say I spend about 40% of my time in the present solving for current pain points, problems, opportunities, and about 60% of my time in like 2030 and beyond trying to help us make informed decisions for the future to practically set us up to be um, the right partners, the right service providers. So in 2021, Naomi mentioned, we brought together this collective and it was really because I was in a very disoriented, lonely place strategically. Uh, we went into strategic planning and I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> There's a lot we don't know about future of work and return to office and um, all of these emerging technology solutions that could be at our disposal. There was just too much to unpack alone. And so we brought together this community of lots of folks inside the Googleverse that have skin in the events and experiences game, but we source lots of brilliant minds, wizards, creators, disruptors outside of Google as well, and XI was born. Next slide, please. So when we started the community last August, Naomi shared sort of the key focus areas that we democratically decided to lean into. What were we passionate about? And I think when we first kicked things off, we were very much thinking about what could the future look like? Uh, what widgets do we want to test? What do we want to experiment with? Um, I sort of anticipated that we would heavily lean into technology solutions and piloting and prototyping different different solutions that, you know, AR, VR, XR studios. Um, I thought things would move pretty slow and that there would be some like decision paralysis, but I'm very happy to report that none of that was true of this community. We um, very much anchored to human-centered design and um, leaned into what we saw from our research consultancy partners and the 90 days of learning that we did as a community to say, okay, solving for what the future could look like is cool and all, but why don't we actually start to chip away at this much bigger, more important question of what should the future of our discipline look like? Discipline look like what should the future of event and experience design look like? Um, next slide, please. And so that's what we did. We actually phoned lots of friends, brought a lot more people in, and we're very much focused uh, as a community now on driving change for good, 
uh, reimagining the value narrative of what we do for our organizations, um, making events a safe, welcoming, loving, I love that Naomi used the word love, environment for everyone. Um, next slide. We have definitely evolved in numbers and pursuit to um, try to create the future that we want instead of just anticipating it. And that is now absolutely the approach that I take in my role at Google as well. Um, so next slide. So this is my son, Otis. So I was on this journey with the XI community, uh, very much leaning into human-centered design, how we can uh, personalize and curate experiences that resonate with everyone. And we noticed a real gap around neuroinclusion. Um, we started hearing a lot from our audiences that they weren't willing to accept or tolerate the same things that they were back in 2019 prior to the pandemic. They wanted more space. They needed time between things. They didn't want to feel overscheduled. Uh, they were a lot more conservative with uh, their resources, time, attention, money. Uh, we really had to earn it and we had to create autonomy and agency and choice so all of this was happening professionally. We were learning a lot through the XI work. Simultaneously, my son Otis was diagnosed with autism. And so we were already um, sort of on this journey trying to find neuroinclusion resources, education, and enablement for, my, for our industry. And I was on this you know, personal journey, uh, very much trying to do this for my son. And so it was like a neon sign from the universe. Like, why don't you connect these two dots? Um, and, and work with the XI community, this network of brilliance to build it. And so that's what we did. Next slide. So a couple stats. Um, some of the things we were learning through the XI work, an estimated 20% of the global population is neurodivergent. Next slide. That's 1.5 billion people on earth. That is one in five people on our teams, in our organizations, at our events, in our communities. And if that is not what you know to be true, then there's likely a lot of masking and hiding authentic selves happening around you every day. Um, when we got the diagnosis with Otis, it explained a lot for us. For example, um, traveling takes us weeks of preparation. We literally rehearse and we do social stories and we practice in order to prepare him and create some predictability. And once we started this work to better understand neurodivergent needs um, and just understand neurodiversity as a whole, we, we started hearing a lot of similar stories um, that events are hard, social gatherings are hard. Neurodivergent people aren't fragile. It's the design of our events and the rigidity of the way we're setting up these environments that are brittle and fragile. So we need to break that system. Um, people are never wrong. Nothing about them is broken. The way we design around them can be. Um, so we decided they deserve better and we can absolutely do better. So let's learn, let's listen. Um, and that's how the new project was born. Next slide. So the new project is a, a, a love letter to neurodivergent people that was born out of XI. And it is education and enablement specifically written through the lens through the discipline of event professionals and leaders. Um, and it really has, in this first phase, three missions in mind. To demystify and normalize neurodiversity in our industry, 
to inspire event professionals to embrace new methods of inclusion and then to tactically empower us to do something with this knowledge, right? To help us be more considerate and inclusive of all brains and neurotypes. Next slide. So we have an incredible, I mean, this started with four of us, right? In the XI community. And this, this uh, network has grown to be over more than a hundred event leaders, hospitality partners, um, incredibly, amazing activists, influencers, and storytellers within the neurodivergent community have all informed and shaped this work. Um, so these are some of our partners here. We're looking ahead to 2023 now and what products and services we want to deliver to event professionals next year. Um, we're talking about a web series. We're talking about uh, a grant program to get more neurodivergent speakers into events. Um, and into organizations to do to do cultural sensitivity training and just educate people on why this is important. Um, so lots more coming from the new project. Um, but yeah, it has been such a journey. Um, next slide. Uh, but the new project, the whole reason that we exist is so that no one has to go it alone. Um, when we got the diagnosis with Otis, it was very lonely for our family. Um, and now I have this whole community of over 100 people that are helping me advocate for my son. And we are extending that to absolutely anyone in this industry that wants to do this work professionally or personally. Um, next slide. And I really believe, and I say this a lot, that we are the industry. We are the people that should be championing belonging, inclusion, kindness, love, um, and, and leading all others in that work, we're bringing people together. We know people, right? We, you don't get into this industry. You don't get into event planning um, unless you love people. And so I really believe that um, we should be pioneering here and that we absolutely can. Next slide. So with that, I would love to open it up to questions. Um, I'm a, a super transparent, open book, so I am happy to answer anything that you have for me. I love this. Thank you so much for sharing this and for sharing your story and for all the work that you guys have been uh, doing on this. We're so excited to have uh, the light shined on this for a few minutes at Taxi Talk. Um, if you guys have questions, please do put them in the chat. I see one already, which I want to get to. Um, but first, inspirational, uh, pioneering kindness and love in the events industry. I love that both Naomi and you use the word love. And, you know, we talked Phil talked earlier about this idea of doing for one what you'd like to do for everyone and treating each attendee. Um, it gives me the chills just thinking about this kind of work and really what our work does, um, the meaning of putting together an event and how that all works. Uh, so if you have questions, put them in the chat wherever you're watching. I did see one person who asks, and I, I think this is a, a really good question we probably should have announced in the beginning. What does neurodiverse mean when you say that kind of what is the term? I know we talked about it on one of our podcasts too. Like, what would you say is the definition of that? So neurodiversity is all of us. It's every brain and neurodiversity is uh, comprised of neurotypical brains. So those that function typically and neurodivergent brains, which is defined as differing in mental or neurological function from what is considered typical. Um, so common types of neurodivergence are ADHD, autism, dyslexia, OCD, Tourette syndrome, even lasting effects from traumatic brain injury, 
Um, these are all forms of neurodivergence. Love it. Thank you so much. Um, so, and, and I think you used the word neurotypical when you and I were talking about this topic before um, the event. So is that how you see it, that you would use both terms? Yeah. So neuro, neuro, I'm neurotypical um, because I don't have uh, any sort of neurodivergence. Um, so yeah, anyone who is typical functioning neurologically is neurotypical. Anyone who is um, atypical, I don't love that word, but yeah. would be neurodivergent. Um, and it, it's really interesting because you don't have to have a formal diagnosis because diagnosis. So the 20% number, which I think is really important to call out, is very conservative. Diagnosis is a privilege. Um, in many places, wait lists are years long. It's cost prohibitive. Um, you know, we had to take, I had to take days off work to get Otis formally evaluated for our diagnosis. And so not every family can do that. Not every individual can do that. So 20% is a very conservative estimate. Some studies say up to 30 or 40% of the population is neurodivergent because we're underdiagnosed. Um, so it's important to flag that just because someone doesn't have a formal diagnosis doesn't mean that they're not neurodivergent. And a lot more people are self-identifying or self-diagnosing yeah. now. And we have to honor and respect that. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think even some of these things, I have friends who are just now kind of going down the ADHD path, for example, or even the autism path where they're starting to say, like, I, I do feel like I've always felt like my brain works a little bit differently. And now, you know, there's these terms that maybe their parents weren't aware of, or they just weren't aware of it. Um, and so I could see why those numbers are, are clearly estimates. When you look at the future, like if you look at this project five plus years down the road, what do you think some of the big changes in the events industry should be to make our events more inclusive and to really help everyone achieve that sense of belonging? Yeah, this is such a great question. I mean, I think Naomi hit on a lot of it, right? And the belonging work is some of the most magical work I've done in my career. Like, I think someone cried on every one of those focus groups just because they were over, like, even talking about it makes people feel yeah. better. It makes people feel emotional, right? Like, even opening the door for those conversations. Um, I mean, I see a future of our industry that has dedicated audience advocacy teams, that are diverse and can represent each faction of the human condition and that are totally focused on the outcomes of the audience rather than us only white knuckling our outcomes as designers or organizations. Um, I really dream of that becoming a reality. We're, we're actually playing around with that with XI um, for some of the events that we're planning. I think that these types of roles like DE&I, B, um, really focused on accurate representation, leaning into lived experiences. Like these are the roles of the future of our industry. And I think they're the roles that are going to attract the next generation of, of our industry and, and the talent, right? Like these are the things that are really resonating with Gen Z. They want purpose and they want to anchor to work that feels good and is creating change in the world. So that those are changes I would love to see. Yeah, I agree. I think this is very forward thinking, but very timely to your point. And we talked about this in the welcome too. the pandemic has changed people's expectations of what they want, mm -hmm. what they, what is, you know, gets the check of something that they'd like to participate in or not. And I think that's going to continue to evolve. So thank you for all this work. Someone, uh, Chloe would like to know, is there a way to get involved in the Google XI community? 
where can we find more? Because I am getting a few, like, where's the link? What are we looking for? <laughs> yeah, so we don't have an externally facing website right now. As you can imagine, it has been uh, quite a journey with legal and privacy at Google to make that happen. But we are currently in the process of final um, copywriting and design for a report that will be coming out of our community, basically recapping everything that we've played around with in 2022 and all of our key learnings. Um, when we formed the XI community, it was definitely for our benefit. But as we started to dig into the work and we really started to fall in love with this community, we felt strongly that we had to share it out. Um, so everything that we learn will also be available to all of you. So um, follow on LinkedIn. Um, find me, find Naomi, because I'm sure she she's very heavily involved in all of this work. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be sharing that out uh, probably very, very early next year. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing this. I hope more people uh, continue to stay in the loop. And uh, if you have ever anything public or resources that you want to share, send them over my way. I'll pass them out to the Taxi Talk community. Sure I absolutely. Will. You're on the distribution so, list. I get so, yours. Yeah, absolutely. Gets it too. <laughs> yeah. And if, if I can ever be, if there's anybody on this call right now who has someone in their life who's neurodivergent, and you ever need a resource or support, or if you are and want to share your story and be a part of the new project, like, please reach out. We, we welcome you. We embrace you. And I would love to be a support or resource to anyone. I think your uh, inbox is going to be slammed. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. All right. All right. Thank you so much. What a great, great session. Um, love this inspiring work. Chloe says, thank you for sharing Megan and Naomi really inspiring work. I love thinking about the work that we do from these kinds of lenses and really thinking about why these really detailed things matter a lot. Um, so thank you. Maya says super helpful. Hi, Maya. I haven't seen you in way too long. <laughs> Marla says, thank you, Megan. Um, Naomi would also be happy to share. So we are uh, supposed to